0: One. Hello, here's Oliver from the Oliver Sheenach Show and 2020's Advent Calendar Christmas Special. And here we have Sig Siglar. <laughs> I met uh, in Soundhub last year and he is also one uh, of my guests of the very early interviews back then with his old company boss. And today we're talking about a book in this part, we talked about anything else before that. <laughs> so welcome. Hi, hey. thanks for having me. <laughs> so let me see, you have some interesting books there. Yeah. So what is the um, book?
1: The first one, I mean, the, the one that I've um, said that I'm, I'm gonna talk a little about it is the Sapiens from I hope I'm going to pronounce that right. Yuval Noah Harari.
0: Yeah, he's from um, Israel as far as I understand.
1: Yeah. Um, and the subtitle is rightfully um, A Brief History of Humankind. And um, as, as boring that this might sound, maybe, um, it's actually much... I, I'll say that it's, it's a history lesson I would wish I had in my high school, not, not listening to boring history in, <laughs> with years and facts and stuff like that. But um, it's just the right mixture of facts and story. Okay, so
0: so, so how, uh, why did you choose that book? Why is it important? How is it important to you? Um.
1: From, let's say one of the most important takeaways from this book would be the depth of roots that you can grow as a human being. I mean, um, most of us have some kind of, I'm at a loss for words now. Um <laughs> you're building your self or your uh, perception of self in accordance to the culture and the um, knowledge that you've inherited. So um, some people build that, build their um, foundation on family or maybe on um, a country or maybe on, I don't know, maybe you identify with being European or, I don't know, it's, you can identify with so many different um, cultures, um, parts of history, geographical origin, a a combination of everything. I mean, nations are a combination of geographical and cultural and historical um, facts and stories that we keep telling each other. Um, But reading a history that connects the the dots between the history of us as humans to to such a long extent of time. I mean, it, it I finally get to draw a line from me to the cave, um, or the caveman, or whatever, the, the a little hairy guy in the middle of Africa, um, millions of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah it 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 finally makes sense i mean it, it, it's um laid out in a way that it makes you feel the heritage of you as a human, not you as a Swiss or a Dane or a Slovenian guy or a European or a western or whatever it makes you um, connect with what it is to be human and that kind of transcends all the other um, identifications that you can have as a person. And that in a way mm, enables you to grow roots that are much deeper and the deeper your roots, the higher you can grow. Um, And it makes it much, much easier to connect with any other person on earth because we are all part of this homo sapiens family. We're, I'm not Slovenian and you're a Swiss living in Denmark and um, another guy is um, from yeah, African, Congo let's say. and another one is Chinese and whatever. We're all homo sapiens and it, it's much easier to connect on that level to any living person on earth than if you identify yourself. So I mean, if all, if, your roots only go as deep as your nation, then you can see everything, everyone else as others because they have a different history than you have or a different set of cultural rules. or whatever. You are an island and those others are on the other island. They have different stories, different cultures, different history, everything. But if you zoom out enough, your two histories combine and that's not even so far away in time in history um so Um, i think that that's that's the biggest takeaway it's
0: um uh, okay so as i can see it was going really deep for you kind of like emotionally and understanding connecting with other people
1: yeah in a way i i don't think i've changed much as a person because of that i mean probably a little but um I mean, it just, you know, you've heard a lot of history lessons in your life because you went to school, um, which we are privileged enough to, to have a good school system in Europe. So you've probably listened to quite a lot of history, but it never made a lot of sense on why it matters and how it all connects from forever ago to now. Uh, and some someone finally managed to, to to connect all those disparate moments of, I don't know, Egypt and Napoleon and Rome and um, agricultural revolution and so on. I mean, they, they supposed to be, at least for me, maybe I had just bad luck with history teachers. I don't know. But um, I have good memories of, of my history teachers. So I don't know what went wrong. But um, I, I haven't been able to really... Connect everything in one cohesive story until now, and um, I'm I'm happy for that.
0: Okay, so so the book, uh, wh- why did you read the book? Did you read about it, or did it just pop up when you were looking for a new book? Or,
1: um, one of my acquaintances, or let's say, almost friends, <laughs> friends. One of my friends, um, posted on Instagram that wow he read a really good book everyone should read that and i think it was even a quote from the book on on the somewhere in that picture or whatever and it got me so intrigued that i actually went and bought it and read read it
0: okay and then it changed like it, it really opened you up so you already mentioned a bit that the book is facts and stories is so is, this, is it like fictional stories or is it like based on real stuff?
1: No. Um it's everything is purely factual factional. Fictional. Factual. <laughs> factual. A, a factual. Um, yeah, you have references to um to publications and studies inside the book. So it's it's um it's not a fantasy or um it's not a novel uh, in that sense. Yeah, it's not a novel, no um but it's how do I say that? Um, it takes into account the psychological aspect, or at least tries to um not only what people were doing at 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 a certain point in time, like why did some guy who was happily foraging and hunting? in the vastness of nature some tens and tens and tens and thousands years ago um, why did he suddenly started to grow wheat and became a farmer instead of a hunter-gatherer I mean until now I've only heard of history like until that point people were foraging for berries and hunting deer in the forest and then they stopped and went on to do farming and then they did farming and that's how it went but nobody actually took the time to try and understand why that happened why was what was the driver of that change um and how we can learn about human nature as such um from the reasons and the drivers for those kinds of revolutions that shape the, the the human history because our brains are not much different than those of um, hunter-gatherers 100,000 years ago. We we haven't evolved physically. The, the, the shape of our skull and the, the shape of our brain and everything is pretty much the same as the hunter-gatherers were hundreds and thousands of years ago. Um, we actually share a lot of the, also the instincts and the needs um, with that kind of, Culture, because as a human being, we lived for tens of thousands of years doing hunter-gatherer stuff, and then with it, farming for seven thousand years, and we're doing all kinds of crazy shit in the last two thousand years. But the vast majority of time, we spent hunting and gathering, so our brain is still wired for that, <laughs> and we're having big problems um with with acknowledging those instincts and taking care of um, taking care of that right now i mean the obesity ob- ob- yeah, obesity, obesity yeah. yeah is in a large portion caused by the gorging instinct still being present in the human brain if you see something sweet 100,000 years ago a bunch of apples or whatever you want to eat as much of it as possible right now because and tomorrow it's going to be gone. There, there's going to be, I don't know, pigs are come will come in, in the night and eat the apples. They're going to rot on the floor. Um, the deer will come and eat the apples. So you cannot afford to lose a chance to eat as much sugar as possible if you find it in nature 100,000 years ago. And that's why people who had that instinct to eat as much sugar as possible when found when found in nature they usually survived longer and were stronger and so on. So they passed on their genes and we still have that same instincts present in ourselves today, but we have lots of sugar available everywhere. So we get fat <laughs> and um, that's just one of those um, crazy things that we inherited from, from our ancestors way, way, way back. Um,
0: and then of course also the gathering stuff, right? Like, uh, You go shopping and you you just gather everything and hoard, perhaps, who knows. But um, for whom do you think is this book to read? Now, your friend said everyone should read the book. (laughs) What is your opinion? Um, Who do you think would profit? Exactly the same. Everyone should just get it.
1: I mean, if you belong to the Homo sapiens genus, (laughs) if you are a human being on planet Earth then I think you can benefit from reading that book, sincerely.
0: Okay, and and what will will you get from reading the book, besides getting the deep roots?
1: Um, Understanding of why society in a big portion works still in a way of tribes. That's maybe the, the second most important thing that... I've took from that book, is that um, humans feel a very, very, very strong need to belong to a tribe. Because in, in whatever, I mean, it's the same today. If you belong to a strong group of people who work towards a common goal, then you have a much higher chance of success, of being um, well off of um surviving for longer and um passing on your genes because um yeah you you have the support of a large group of people um and and that's exactly why unfortunately um not so beneficial groups of people still get a big following i mean um racist and fascist ideologies still get following today and it's in a large portion not because people in general would actually believe that killing other people is a good thing but because they seem so appealing to belong because they have a very um, simple and strict and uh, easy to understand set of rules and a They have a very um, well-designed simple story. It's like <laughs> I've, everyone is, is, is using that as an example. But imagine Apple's design. Clean cut, very understandable. Um, every marketing text is really short and to the point. It's one sentence and it says everything you need to know. And cultures who are like that are as successful as that iconic design because they have a very well defined set of rules cultures and stories that they tell to each other and if you buy into or at least if you learn the basic set of rules and stories which is really simple then it's very easy to belong to that group of people. And once you belong to a group of people, you feel better because now you have the support of this big tribe. So you're happy. And if you're without a tribe, you're all alone in the jungle and you're afraid that you know if something happens to you, no one will be there to help you.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see that. It's definitely something many, many people still struggle with, right? Even though we do not have the the danger anymore, I mean, in the old days, uh, when you didn't belong to a tribe, you might not have gotten food, you might not have gotten water, Uh, you might have been alone outside and there were dangerous animals which would have been hunting you down. So we do not really have that anymore. But yeah, as you say, (laughs) the brain is still (laughs) the same. Um, How, well, before we started this interview, you you mentioned that you haven't been reading a lot, but when you read books, how do you read books? Do you like to have like the physical paper book, or yeah. are you also reading on uh, ebook readers or audiobooks, computers?
1: Um, I've tried reading on my laptop, and for let's say for technical stuff, it's okay, um, but i think that for for that kind of reading that is unrelated to any tech work that i do i really like the physical paper book because it does not offer any other distraction you cannot (laughs) press any button on that physical book and it will change to something else that's the only single thing you can have in your hands and that's it and um yeah, I, I mean, like all the other homo sapiens, I'm not immune to, uh, to all the distractions that the modern technology is designed to offer to get you ensnared and um, get you clicking more. Uh, but once you take a book in your hand, uh, then you cannot have a mobile phone in your hand and you cannot have your laptop in your hand and you're only focusing on the reading and then it's easier and more enjoyable
0: yeah what when are you reading in the evenings before going to bed or in the morning when you get up
1: random Random. Um, mostly in the evenings but on the weekends if i feel like i don't know if if it's a rainy saturday i'll be reading for the whole morning um, (laughs) easily under a blanket in a bed
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can see you also started reading the next book uh, in the series Mm -hmm. and um we have someone else which just today told me she has the same two books, uh, if anyone else will present it. So now, let's see. She will be finished reading the second one, Homo, Homo Deus, or whatever it's called. Uh, Homo Deus. Homo Deus. No, the human God. Yeah, the human God. Uh, for a short history of tomorrow. That will be another mm-hmm. day. Let's see if we put you to one after the other <laughs> in the calendar. So people uh, will get to hear both stories. So Actually,
1: I think it would be really fun to hear two different people comment on the same book because I'm really curious what other people take away from because it might be something completely different.
0: Um, why not? I'll ask her if she's up to it. Uh, then I get her to listen to you before. So, uh, Sig, thank you so much for your um, 15 minutes on the advanced calendar and the book you shared. I've heard about it before. Um, And as I said, someone else mentioned it. I think I might read it. Um, There's also um, a graphic novel I've heard. Uh, It came out in October. Uh, So who knows if someone doesn't really like to read, then uh, grab the book as a graphic novel. I do not think it, it, I think it's only part of the book. I think the graphic novels will be two, three, four books uh, to cover the yeah. whole thing.
1: I mean, it's it's a four hundred something page book, so um, yeah, it, it's not an afternoon read. <laughs> uh, I mean, um, probably it's. I don't know. I, I also enjoy enjoyed the language because the 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 author is quite well spoken and. Um, I've come to, to cherish the, uh, a rich language when I read something. So okay, that's so also another motivation to grab the, the big book and, and have, give it a go.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so there we go. So when you read this book, Now I Hear music, you get a rich language. So if you like to indulge in good written words and <laughs> books, then that's something for you and you learn a lot from where we come from up to now, like the, the different histories, the connections which many history classes do not make from, oh, we were hunting, now we're we are farming, and now we're living in big cities. Um, and why we have certain, yeah, certain needs still today, uh, because they're linked to how we were roaming the forests of the old days. So thank you so much, Sig. And thank people, you. you're welcome. And people, you know what you do, tomorrow you come back. And you open the next door and you hear the next book and the next guest sharing their story. Until then, have a great morning, afternoon, or good night.